I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Coffee Break Italian, Season 3, Episode 4. Buongiorno a tutti e benvenuti a Coffee Break Italian. Io sono Mark. Salve a tutti, e io sono Francesca. Come stai Francesca oggi? Ciao Marco, sto bene, grazie mille. E tu, come stai? Sto benissimo, sono molto contento perché eh, la settimana scorsa abbiamo avuto tutto, tutta la squadra di Coffee Break nella, nell'ufficio, nell'ufficio nuovo. Sì, infatti, come avranno visto anche i nostri ascoltatori dalle, dalle immagini sui social media e nella newsletter, sì, c'è stato eh, un bel incontro finalmente dopo così tanto tempo. E anche con la focaccia di Maurizio. Sì, che buona la focaccia di Maurizio. Maurizio, cioè, se ci ascolti, ti prego, falla ancora. <laughs> We're delighted to be back with another episode of Coffee Break Italian. And this is an interesting episode because, well, they're all interesting, obviously. But this one's particularly interesting because we're continuing on from where we left off last time in two ways. Francesca, puoi spiegarci un po'? Sì, sì, va bene. Allora, oggi continuiamo a parlare del futuro, quindi se avete ascoltato l'episodio precedente saprete già eh, molte cose del futuro, ma oggi vedremo un altro eh, tempo verbale sempre nel futuro, il futuro anteriore. So we're going to be continuing our discussion of the future, but focusing on what we're calling the futuro anteriore. So like the, the past future or the future perfect or something sì. like that. Um, and uh, we're also continuing another element, aren't we? Sì, e continueremo anche un'altra cosa in questo episodio. Continueremo la, la storia di Carlotta, che come sapete non è molto felice di trasferirsi in Australia e quindi nell'episodio di oggi parlerà un po' dei suoi sentimenti <laughs> con un'amica. Benissimo. Uh, if you've not listened to episode 3 of season 3 yet, then we should advise you to do so first before you continue with this episode. Allora, vanno alle ciance. Diamo inizio alle danze. Ok, Francesca, take it away. Ok, Mark, as I was saying in the introduction to this new episode, uh, today we're going to continue on what we did uh, in episode 3. So we will continue talking about uh, the future uh, tense, which we explored quite in detail uh, in the previous episode. We did indeed, and we saw lots of examples of the future um, within the, the conversation. And this time we're focusing on a slightly different element of this. Yes, we're focusing on the, uh, let's say, compound tense, which contains the future, but it's used in a slightly different uh, way, obviously. 
Uh-huh. It's used in an interesting way. We'll, we'll come to this, its use. Let's talk about its formation, first of all, because it's it's actually really quite easy once we know the futures of the auxiliary verbs. Yes, and uh, we obviously already know uh, the future of the verb essere and the verb to have, avere, uh, which, as always, are the two auxiliary verbs for compound tenses. So, once again, we will use essere or avere in the future, followed by the past participle. So, it's a, it's a pattern we are already quite familiar with. Okay, so if we consider how the perfect works, the passato prossimo, we use the present tense of our auxiliary verb and the past participle. We've also looked at the pluperfect in the past, the trapassato prossimo, and the the pluperfect uses the imperfect tense of the auxiliary verb and the past participle. And now for the future perfect, we're looking at the future tense of the auxiliary verb and the past participle. È molto facile. È facilissimo, sì. <ride> Ma possiamo fare qualche esempio per, certo. eh, per chiarire. Ad esempio, se prendiamo il verbo fare, mm-hmm. so we already know that fare takes which auxiliary if we have to choose between essere and avere. So for fare we would use avere. Ok, so we need, uh, let's mm, use the, the first person singular, so the io form. So we need the future tense of the verb avere. Avrò. Avrò. And the past participle of the verb fare. Fatto. Bravissimo. So the futuro anteriore of fare in the first person is avrò fatto. Ok, now how do we translate this? Because if we're saying... Avrò, that's I will have, and fatto means done. So we can simply translate avrò fatto as I will have done. The idea by the time we reach that point, I will have done something. Molto bene, Mark. Ma eh, vediamo anche un esempio con il verbo essere. So let's take a verb which requires the verb essere to form compound tenses. And uh, let's take andare. (laughs) Perché no? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so again, in the first person singular, uh, can you think of the future of essere in the first person singular? That would be sarò. Sarò. And then we need the past participle of andare. So in that case, I would say sarò andato. Sì. And you would say? Uh, I would say sarò andata. As always, don't forget, if you're using essere in compound tenses, then the past participle has to agree in gender and number with the person who is speaking. And this time, just be careful because here we're using essere, but we're still translating I will have gone. I will have gone, uh, that I will have, you would think it would be avrò, but of course because to go is andare, and andare takes essere, we have to use sarò, so the future of essere, and sarò andato, sarò andata, would be I will have gone. Sì, esatto, perfetto, Mark. What about the the use of this? Let's talk about the, the function of this tense. Yes, the function is really important and we're still talking about the future, but we have to imagine the events uh, in the future in uh, a chronological order. And we are using this type of future when an event uh, happens before another event uh, in the future. 
That's why we're using the word anteriore, because it's linked to the idea of happening before another event. And what you said there about imagining the, the chronological uh, sequence of events, I think that's really important. I always think of it kind of like as a timeline and you see one thing happen at one point and then a little further on on the timeline, you see the next thing happen. Maybe something else to mention is that it's often linked to particular expressions. Yes, there are some triggers uh, uh, which we can uh, um, uh, introduce today and which often uh, are followed by this uh, tense. For example, appena or non appena in its more uh, emphatic uh, version, let's say. So it's nothing to do with a negative word. It's just uh, a more emphatic version of appena. So as soon as or uh, uh, dopo che mm -hmm. uh, like after after something happens the simple word uh, quando when uh, or um, una volta che so that's kind of like once see si, see si. so like uh, once you have done this you will do this other thing so esatto so very often this work has triggers for the um, futuro anteriore I think everything will become a little clearer if we look at some examples, Francesca. See, I've prepared some examples for you. And uh, as you were suggesting, uh, I would like to ask our listeners to really imagine the events I'm going to describe so you can see which one is happening first and which one is coming after. Okay, let's look at our first example. Okay. Uh, ad esempio, quando avrai terminato l'università, inizierai a cercare lavoro. Okay, let's think about the meaning first and then we'll think about the timeline. So, two things are happening here. Terminare l'università, to finish university, and cercare lavoro, to look for work. So, can you say it one more time? Sì. Quando avrai terminato l'università, Inizierai a cercare lavoro. Okay, so what's going on here is when you will have finished university, you will start to look for work. Now, that, that's a, a, a not a very beautiful translation, but you'll start to look for work once you've finished university. Yes, exactly. The idea is that there is an action in the future, which is finishing university, and another action in the future, which is coming after, that is looking for, uh, for a job. So that second action, looking for a job, inizierai, that's the future tense of iniziare, to start. So that's the future, but the one that comes before the future is our future perfect, our uh, futuro anteriore, quando avrai terminato l'università. Esatto, Marco, proprio così. Just be careful if you're used to other languages, particularly French uh, and also Spanish. Um, this doesn't work the same way in those languages. Okay, that's all we'll see just now. Ok, Marco, è un buon consiglio. Ma vediamo qualche altro esempio, va bene? Mm -hmm. Ad esempio... Non appena avrai finito di fare i compiti, potrai guardare i cartoni animati. Okay, so again, let's think about the, the meaning first of all. Fare i compiti, to do your homework, and guardare i cartoni animati, 
to watch cartoons. So, uh, cartoons, animated series on, on TV. So, let's hear it again. Sì, non appena avrai finito di fare i compiti, potrai guardare i cartoni animati. Okay, so, non appena avrai finito di fare i compiti. That's our future perfect. That's the one that, that comes first in the timeline. As soon as you have finished doing your homework, potrai guardare i cartoni animati. Potrai from potere, the future tense, our pure future there, not a future perfect, but potrai, you will be able to guardare i cartoni animati, watch cartoons. Esatto, perfetto. Francesca, a quick question. Can we swap around while still maintaining the meaning? Could we say, Potrai guardare i cartoni animati non appena avrai finito di fare i compiti. Sì, certo, Mark. Possiamo anche cambiare, invertire l'ordine della frase e la frase è grammaticalmente corretta. So in that case, we've changed the order of the words, but we've not changed the tenses because the, the tense, the, the ideas are still the same. You're still only watching cartoons once you've finished doing your homework. Sì, sì, perfetto, esattamente così. Okay, let's look at another example. Okay, ancora un altro esempio. Dopo che avrò fatto le pulizie, ti aiuterò. O ti aiuterò dopo che avrò fatto le pulizie. Okay, so again, here we've got fare le pulizie. Our meaning is doing the cleaning and aiutare, or ti aiuterò, in this case, helping. So, dopo che avrò fatto le pulizie, after... I have done, I will have done the cleaning. Ti aiuterò, I will help you. So, our first part is our future perfect and then the second part is the future. Sì, molto bene. Penso che sia abbastanza chiaro adesso, vero? I hope so. I should also add, Mark, I think, to reassure our listeners that uh, while we use uh, a futuro anteriore very often in the written language and uh, at a more formal level, in spoken Italian, very often we can do without it. Yeah, um, and it's, in that situation, it's replaced either by a future or sometimes even a present tense. Yes, exactly. We, we mentioned last week that the present uh, uh, often has the function of uh, a future in Italian. So we can actually simplify the language quite a lot uh, if we don't really feel ready to use the futuro anteriore. For example, I could say, uh, Mark, quando finisci questo libro... Te ne consiglio un altro. Right, so when you finish this book, I, I, I will advise you, I will recommend you another one. Um, I recommend another one to you. But you're using a present tense there, finisci and consiglio both times. Esatto, sì. I could have said, quando avrai finito questo libro, te ne consiglierò un altro. But very often in spoken, relaxed Italian, let's say, we can just keep things a, a little bit simpler. Okay, so we've learned about the future perfect. It's now time to put that into practice and we'll do that after our break.
In addition to the podcast version of Coffee Break Italian Season 3, we are also putting together a full course on the Coffee Break Academy, where you'll be able to access bonus materials to help you make even better progress with your Italian. That's right. Not only will you be able to enjoy an ad-free audio version of each lesson, we'll also provide a bonus episode in which we'll go through every detail of the dialogues and a third episode for each lesson in which Francesca will be testing us with some translation challenges based on the lesson topic. Of course, there are comprehensive notes and a video version of each lesson too. Visit coffeebreakitalian.com and follow the links for season three there. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Bentornati. We're talking today about the future perfect. So in the phone call that we're going to be listening to now, I would like you to listen out for those future perfects and see if you can recognize them. And there is also something else we have included in this dialogue, Mark. Uh, it's adjectives, uh, something that we have already covered in season two. I think episodes uh, uh, 11 and 12 of season two. But we would like to include them again in this dialogue because we think they'll be useful for future episodes. <laughs> okay, so listen out for the adjectives and also those future perfects. As Francesca said earlier, this is Carlotta again. You remember Carlotta from last time, uh, who had just found out that she was going to be moving to Australia. So let's have a listen to her phone call with her friend Alessandra. Pronto? Ciao Ale, sono Carlotta. Carlotta, ciao, come va? Mm, più o meno. Che succede? Non ci crederai mai. Dai, sputa il rospo. Mi trasferisco con mio padre in Australia, a Sydney, per tre anni. Wow, che fortuna! L'Australia è bellissima. Potrai vedere i koala, i canguri, andare al mare ogni giorno. E poi ci sono così tanti bei posti da visitare lì. Ti divertirai un sacco. Io veramente non ho proprio voglia. Sono felice qui. Roma è perfetta per me. Ma dai, Carlotta, tre anni non sono una vita e quando tornerai a Roma avrai imparato l'inglese a perfezione. Secondo me, quando tornerò, tu ti sarai già dimenticata di me e avrai trovato un'altra amica del cuore. Ma non dire stupidaggini! È vero, è successo così anche tra Paola e Valeria. Ma loro si saranno allontanate per altri motivi, certo non a causa della distanza. Sono due tipi un po' strane e la loro amicizia non è mai stata forte come la nostra. Ma se lo dici tu... E poi chissà, forse l'Australia ti piacerà così tanto che deciderai di non tornare più. Non penso proprio. Non appena ti sarai ambientata un pochino e avrai fatto nuovi amici, ti sentirai come a casa, non ho dubbi. 
Sei sempre così ottimista tu. Ma sì, e quando avrai imparato l'inglese come una vera madrelingua, ringrazierai tuo padre per questa incredibile opportunità e ringrazierai anche me. Calma, calma. Solo quando avrò superato tutti quegli spaventosi esami che mi aspettano, allora forse vi ringrazierò. Senti Carlotta, non devi preoccuparti, andrà tutto bene, sono sicura. Ma ehm, aspetta, questa sera non dobbiamo trovarci per l'aperitivo con Giulia, Elisa e Marco? Oh, è vero, che sbadata! A quest'ora saranno già arrivati al bar e avranno già bevuto uno sprizzo due senza di noi. E Marco avrà un diavolo per capello, non sopporta la gente che arriva in ritardo. Ok, ci vediamo al bar fra mezz'ora per festeggiare la tua partenza. No, zitta. Fino a quando non l'avremo detto a nonna Giovanna, non potrai dire niente in giro, ok? Ah, capisco. Tranquilla. Sarò muta come un pesce. Grazie, Ale. A dopo, allora. A dopo e sbrigati. (ride) Fantastic dialogue. I love this one. Uh, there's so many great examples of our futures and our future perfects. Uh, and as you said too, Francesca, some lovely adjectives in there too. Sì, è infatti, è vero, Mark. C'è molto contenuto. <laughs> Now, we won't be going through this dialogue in detail in this episode. We'll do that in our bonus episode. But for now, Francesca, can you give us a little bit of a summary so that we can see what's happened? Sì, certo, Mark. So, as we have just uh, heard, uh, Carlotta is phoning her friend Alessandra, or Ale, as uh, she calls her, uh, to give her the news about her, her move to Australia. Uh-huh. And Alessandra is, uh, as you can tell, enthusiastic because uh, Carlotta will be able to see koalas, kangaroos, uh, go to the seaside and visit all the lovely places of Australia. <laughs> But Carlotta, Carlotta doesn't agree. No, she would rather stay in Rome. <laughs> Carlotta feels that Alessandra will have forgotten about her when she comes back. Yes, because this also happened uh, uh, to two friends uh, of theirs. But, but their friendship's different, isn't it? Sì, Alessandra reassures her about the, the solidity of their <laughs> friendship and suggests that Carlotta might even like Australia so much and uh, decided to settle there. I think after the, the initial shock, Carlotta, according to Alessandra, of course, will, will begin to feel at home and, and I think ultimately she'll be grateful for that, that opportunity of, of living and studying abroad. Yes, but Carlotta obviously disagrees <laughs> and she says she'll be grateful only once she has passed all the dreadful exams awaiting her. And as you can hear us speaking here, once she has passed, and these are triggers for her future perfect, and we've heard these examples in, in the text, but they, they suddenly realise that in, in fact they've forgotten about uh, an appointment. <laughs> Sì, l'aperitivo. They have forgotten about an aperitivo with uh, some friends uh, and uh, they think that uh, uh, their friend Marco is probably uh, very angry by now. Because they will have started without them again, another future perfect there. So what do they do? Uh, they just agreed to meet uh, in uh, 30 minutes uh, to celebrate the good news. But Carlotta is, um, is asking Alessandra not to say anything until she will have uh, informed uh, her nonna, her gran. 
That's interesting, Francesca, because you've used there in English until she will have uh, informed her gran. But of course, that's a, a kind of Italianism um, until she has informed her gran in English, but until she will have. And of course, she did that exactly to remind our listeners that they would need a future perfect year in Italian, didn't they? Exactly, sì, sì, esatto. La, la mia testa è divisa in due parti. <laughs> Okay, so that is the, the story. Again, we'll be going through every line of this in our bonus episode, uh, which you can find over at the Coffee Break Academy. Um, if you've already got access to this, if you don't, head over to coffeebreakacademy.com and you'll be able to find our season three course there. Allora, Francesca, è tutto per oggi? Eh, no, Mark, ricordati, c'è ancora una cosina. Okay, so what is our, our cosina per oggi? Okay, uh, today's cosina is linked to an idiomatic expression we have seen in the dialogue. And I don't know if you have noticed um, Alessandra saying, uh, Sarò muta come un pesce. <laughs> I did, because I think it's a really good expression. Muta, like mute, uh, so you're not saying anything. Come un pesce, as mute as a fish. But I think sì. in English we'd probably more likely to say as quiet as a mouse. <laughs> Ok, sì, cambiamo animale, quindi. Esatto. <laughs> and uh, I thought this is a nice uh, expression and I want to use uh, uh, pesce again to offer you another idiomatic expression which is quite similar to English but at times when we speak a foreign language we wonder if something that we say in our language also works in another language. So this is the case between Italian and English because in Italian we can say essere come un pesce fuor d'acqua or sentirsi come un pesce fuor d'acqua. So that's like feeling or being like a fish out of water. And perhaps that's exactly how Carlotta may feel at first when she goes to Australia. Esatto, esatto. Noi speriamo di no, ma forse all'inizio sarà così. <laughs> I think that's really important, uh, what you said there, Francesca, because as, as you see, muta come un pesce, if you had unwittingly said, oh, I'll be as mute as a fish in English. We would have been like, uh, what? <laughs> don't really get you. <laughs> so some expressions don't work at all. It's a translation, but other expressions like essere come un pesce fuor d'acqua, to be like a fish out of water, they work perfectly. So you just, uh, you, the way in which you know which ones work is by experiencing them, reading them, hearing them, and, and noting them down when you hear them. There's so much to learn about idioms. I love it. <laughs> That is where we're going to leave this episode of Coffee Break Italian. As ever, we hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, you can find us on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, just search for Coffee Break Italian or Coffee Break Languages and you'll find us. But for now, è tutto per oggi. Grazie mille, Francesca. Grazie a te, Mark. E alla prossima. Alla prossima. Ciao. You have been listening to a Coffee Break Languages production for the Radiolingua Network. Copyright 2021 Radiolingua Limited. Recording copyright 2021 Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved. <laughs>